Welcome. It's uh, another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm Stephen. And today we're going to do something uh, unprecedented on the Silver Emotion Podcast. Today, episode uh, is is uh, around our rewatch of Those Who Hunt Elves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did it go for you, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't have the discs on hand anymore, so that was a little <laughs> tricky. No, we we did not watch that again. We watched a very important movie in Hong Kong film history. 1971, directed by Lo Wei, starring Bruce Lee. It's uh, it's called The Big Boss. I guess it is. Uh... Have you talked about it on the podcast before? Have we talked about Big Boss before? You might. I feel like it's something you might have mentioned on one of the early I mean, episodes. Just fucking, uh, I don't know. Rambling, <laughs> maybe your rambling episodes from uh... God only. Know. I mean, I definitely didn't watch it. I haven't seen it since I wrote the review for the website. Um, I watched the Bruce Lee movies uh, in chronological order alongside the Shaw Brothers mm. movies. So yeah, that was okay. the last time yeah. I saw it, and that was like six years ago or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. It may have come up, but uh, yeah, God only knows. I sure don't fucking remember. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> unprecedented. It's like, well, it's a, it's, it's certainly the first Bruce Lee movie that we've talked about together. But yes, I don't know yes. if you've maybe uh, addressed him prior on the podcast. God only so. knows. I don't know. So it's, it's uh, super fans uh, right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we need a. An answer did, yeah. did is this unprecedented Bruce Lee coverage on the Silver Emulsion <laughs> podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, so th- this movie, I know a lot about this time in Hong Kong and the movie and the people behind the movie and Bruce Lee and all this shit. But um, and I imagine those things might come out while we're talking. But the one thing I don't know is whether Stephen enjoyed it or not. <laughs> I have my suspicions. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well I'm going to surprise you here and say that I enjoyed it. <laughs> wow, I am surprised. I actually am surprised. I thought it might be uh, might be a hard, uh, hard movie for you. Hmm. That's, I, I will say my, my usual... It was a little slow in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I think once it hit the half hour mark, it was like we're going. We're okay. we're, all, well, we're, we're in it. Good, and I am I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean there, it was a little slow at times, but it wasn't. It was never bad. It was never like I wanted to stop watching or right. do something okay. else. Well, that's it good. Was, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very. It's kind of a. a 
a slow-paced kind of a movie that sort of builds right to right. the finale and i like that about it so it doesn't bother me but uh, i wondered uh, you know because you're not necessarily gonna be a fan of that so i don't know yeah i mean i think if there had been no like action up until like the that yeah. point it might have like started direct but you know it does put some action scenes into it early on it keeps the keeps things going yeah, there is. Bruce Lee uh, busts loose. Right, but. before the Bruce stuff, yeah. Yeah, I like I like that they wait until probably about halfway through the movie before he actually does much of anything. I mean, he does that one part at the towards the beginning where the guys come over and he just kind of punches them and like knocks yeah, them out yeah, very quickly. Yeah, he does quickly. These, these little things here and there. Yeah, but but the first real like when the, when he like Bruce Lee's the fighting, thing. yeah, like that's about halfway through. So yeah, and and even that is kind of like a bit low key from the later stuff. Where yes, he, he really cuts loose. Yes, and for sure. If anything, I'd say maybe narratively that's a little weird. I might have maybe preferred him to just like bust loose and then just be nothing but him tearing ass for the rest of the movie, just yeah, as like well. this contrast. But yeah, it it. I don't know. I think maybe they could have had a little more dramatic impact of him losing the amulet. Yeah, that is because it just kind of just sort of happens. It does happen, and then it's kind of like, well, it's gone. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he just off to the races, ass kicking. Right. So I just I don't know. I, I think some kind of uh, tie into that somehow could have been done better, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well. I like the way that it's paced in in the way that it holds back Bruce. That's kind of the thing that like a lot of people don't like about this one, but um, for me, yeah. I, I think it works yeah, on it, a number of levels. It it kind of does because it's like because you see him there like being restrained. It's not like he's just wandering around being some nobody. You, like you know he's like he's ready for this, and he's yeah. just like oh, I so wish I could be doing like he's right he's seeing his cousin like beating people up and he's like god i want to be in on this (laughs) he wants to and then also at the same time they show him and he looks very bored by it all like oh just like come on (laughs) like (laughs) that's all you got (laughs) i i just i I love it i I think that's a good build-up for when he does like break it because yeah. it does set him up as like oh he's gonna be awesome and right. then and then he is so yes. it's just like oh it lives up to that and so it kind of works on that level right I agree um, I also like that that in terms of fighters like uh, the the main guy that's fighting at the beginning part of that movie um, his cousin or whatever right. um He's played by a guy named James Tien. Mm. He he's more of the style of martial artist on screen that you would normally see around this time, mm-hmm. where he's not he's not necessarily uh, like Bruce Lee is. He knows what he's doing. He's been training right. since he was a young kid. He's clearly a martial artist. The other guys, maybe. And so James Tien is kind of one of those actors that became a martial artist on screen. And so his style is more like flailing or 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's just it's it's not as precise and clear that he is <laughs> athletically inclined. Right, right. And so for me, it's almost like the way that they hold back Bruce is just like, yeah, this is what you were used to. <laughs> this is the current face of Hong Kong. And then Bruce Lee just like shatters it midway through the movie. And you're like, oh, shit, it can be like this. <laughs> and so I like that, as especially because it's his first movie. Yeah. 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 It does just kind of networks and if you yeah look at it from that angle it's first starring sense, role i should yeah. say he's in other stuff before this but mm-hmm. uh yeah the uh yeah this i don't know yeah he's yeah he definitely has very distinct uh movements from everyone else in the film like he, the way he moves and just very just bam yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like watching like a bird how they like look around and it's just like you don't even oh, see yeah. their, their head move. It's just Very all quick. of a sudden it's just like bam, they're looking a different. Like that's how his yeah his uh, strikes and stuff are. It's just like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> You're just like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, very precise and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and everybody else is uh, just kind of throwing punches and, and he's just like whoa, dang. It's just like dang, he's just like teleporting practically. It's <laughs> just like. Yeah, nobody is really a match for him at all up, up until the end, where he, right. he is given a little bit of a of a uh, an adversary. But right, the rest of it is kind of just Bruce and fucking he, blasting through people. Yeah, even that last <laughs> fight, you kind of get the feeling that he's only on the ropes because the other guy has, has these knives. That That's true. That's like, true. Yeah, like if it weren't for the knives, he'd have just like blown this guy away. Yeah. I mean, he's good on his own, but the nice, you know, stunning commentary from Will on the Silver Emotion podcast. Yeah, those knives, yeah. <laughs> they, they sure were sharp. Oh, man. They sure left a lot of them lying around, though. Like, the whole scene where he, like, comes in and everybody's been, like, murdered. Like, everybody's got a knife sticking out of him still. It's like they just stuck yeah. in there and just left it. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's just like, oh, they left all the... Like, how many did they bring? They just have, like, this bag of knives they're dragging around. <laughs> one for you, one for you. <laughs> it's it's single-use knives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do use a lot of knives in this. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like, you sense the, the Bruce charisma. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely uh, he's pretty awesome. I, mean, I don't I don't know how to describe other than awesome. He's yeah, like <laughs> but uh, this so this is like basically the first time you you're seeing a Bruce Lee movie, right? At least in uh, start its entirety. Finish, yeah. yeah, I've seen little bits of uh, stuff elsewhere, but yeah, I'm sure you've seen at least clips of Enter the Dragon where he's like fighting in the mirror room and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty iconic stuff. Yeah, I think I've just seen little bits and pieces of things, and been like, "All right, Bruce Lee's beating stuff up. Yeah, sure, <laughs> that, that's, that makes sense to me. Why not?" Yeah, that's <clears> what he does. And of course, there's like, like every fighting game ever has to have a Bruce Lee clone. There's <laughs> usually, yeah, there's usually somebody Bruce Lee based in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, he is an icon. Yeah, so there's one in uh. The one in Dead or Alive, I kind of 
feel like is an interesting one because he's not just like a Bruce Lee clone. Like it's just not just oh here's some guy who's basically Bruce Lee. It's yeah. Like the guy's story is he was like this little kid getting like bullied around and he'd be all alone and then he like found some like old drive-in theater and was watching these old Bruce Lee movies oh, okay. and he was like this guy totally and it like gave him this inspired him to be this oh, like cool. martial artist and stand up for himself and <laughs> and so he he. <laughs> he isn't a Bruce Lee clone. He's just someone who really idolized Bruce Lee growing up and yeah. wanted to be like him. And oh, so that's I was like, cool. Oh, that's, that, I liked that because it kind of put a narrative aspect into it rather than just, here's some guy who looks yeah. and acts exactly like Bruce Lee. Yeah. He's basically, <laughs> was like, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. They added a little story to it. Yeah. That reminds me of the, there's a Sammo Hung movie called enter the fat dragon. <laughs> and, uh, he plays a guy that is obsessed with Bruce Lee and, is uh wants to to fight like him and he does all this shit that's like him and then he he ends up on on a the set of a fucking Bruce Blatation movie and there's some guy playing Bruce Lee and he's just like fuck this guy I could do it way better than this and so he like beats everybody up it's so it's as like performing in in a very Bruce Lee style and uh that's one thing I noticed watching Big Boss again, there's not, like, uh, there's a lot of iconic things that Bruce Lee does in his movies, and he doesn't really do them in this movie, and it was surprising to me. It's like, oh, uh, he doesn't really, you know, he, there's a lot of things that uh, you will see in later movies, if we watch later movies, that right. that uh, are kind of, like, very much associated with him, that mm -hmm. he doesn't really do in this one. Yeah, he does do a, a, a lot of the, like, the face gesturing, the little nose-looking kind of there's a not, little bit of that, not, yeah. Not a huge amount, but he does have some of that uh, stuff going on. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But yeah, and and he has the freaking chips. I mean, <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, that's the fucking best. That's like the, my favorite part, probably. <laughs> like just walking into the final battle with some fucking chips. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's the way to do it, man. And, like, uh, it, it t totally defied my expectations on it. So, yeah. in a way, this is something I was a little disappointed with the film. But then it, like, it was the chips. So, it was, like, it totally <laughs> overwhelmed the disappointment. But <laughs> was that, like, because earlier in the movie, when he goes to the, the place, there's yeah. all the dogs chasing him around. Yes. And so, I thought he was going to have some big, like actual fight with the dogs where, yeah. the, where the boss doesn't call them off and he's got to deal with them yeah, so yeah. he comes in and he's got this bag i'm like oh he's got some meat he's going to distract the dogs to get in and, so, and then he just pulls out a chip and starts eating him like oh god damn <laughs> yeah and so in a that. way it was kind of disappointing but because i i kind of wanted to see more of like this fight with the dogs but then it was just like this is so much cooler than that anyway right. i don't even think i care <laughs> Yeah, the chips is great. I fucking love that. One of the best. I mean, how badass are you? You know, you know you're gonna go in and like do some major fighting and yeah. just walking in with the fucking bag of chips. I mean, that's you're pretty badass at that point. Right. I love it. I was also kind of thinking, like, the last time you see him eat, he's eating that, like, bowl of rice, and the other guy's taunting him, like, oh, you gotta eat cold food. Yes, <laughs> and yes. then he, like, walks away and doesn't finish it. I'm like, oh, man, he probably is pretty goddamn hungry right now. He hasn't really eaten much. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have to pick up a bag of chips on the way in. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck, man. He's like, I, I need my vengeance and some 
dinner. <laughs> just pick, I just picture him walking past like that stall that sells the food. Just like I yeah. need a bag of chips. Like I need some <laughs> on his, on his way of stomping angrily. To right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, oh man. Yeah, and you got the whole. The ice factory, that whole thing was yeah, I like just that. in general. Just yeah. like, oh, hey, this is something. Yeah, it's interesting. A cool, it's a cool it's, location. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's yeah, it's fun pushing the ice and yeah. I always remember there being a lot more to it than that, but it's mm. it's uh, it's relatively yeah. brief where they're just working in the ice and I mean it, they're it's all there kind of, but it there's right. not a lot of actual ice blocks rolling around and yeah stuff. it was just kind of interesting to see that. like oh this is something i haven't really seen yeah anywhere else really as a ice plant and right manufacturing plant. Right, ice right. manufacturing is <laughs> yeah like okay that's interesting that's new well it's like uh <clears throat> i don't think it's kind of that big of a i mean it's people still buy ice but like back in the day and especially probably because they shot this in Thailand, and the whole thing is set in Thailand, so it's like, you know, rural places without right. power and refrigeration. They need to buy fucking giant block of ice to keep their shit cold or whatever. Right. So it's uh, yeah, it's just a product of that that area that they're representing in the movie. Yeah. So it was a interesting little location and all that yeah i like that isn't there a thing in in street fighter where fei long is like kicking blocks of fucking ice or some shit is there? Hmm, i don't remember <laughs> i want to say there's like some some side maybe i'm thinking of 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 because they made a they made a biopic movie in the 90s called dragon the bruce lee story mm. and there's also a super nintendo game of that <laughs> and so maybe it's that game because I don't remember, but there, there's, there's all these levels on that game that are based around like, obviously the movies, but also the fights from the, the, the biopic movie that huh. that are not in the Bruce Lee movies. And I don't know, maybe he's. I just remember some vision of some, some sprite kicking ice blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck that game was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember it from a Street Fighter game, but... Well, then, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was Dragon, the Bruce Lee story game. I don't know. I'll have to play it again. Yeah, that is kind of interesting that you'd get a, a video game off a biopic. But Hey, it's fucking Bruce Lee, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is Bruce Lee, so... I mean, it's cool, though, because it's, like, it's based... Levels based around the, the actual movies, and there's, like, the enter the dragon fights and you know shit like that but plus there was like because that movie is basically about uh bruce lee and he's like creating jeet kundo which is bruce lee's fighting style of like right bringing multiple styles together and, and using everything and um and so in that movie, there's like the, <laughs> I just, I don't remember where he is, but there's like some fucking weird, uh, it's almost like a, like a court or mm -hmm. like a fucking <laughs> Chinese martial arts court mm -hmm. and this fucking 
circle octagon sort of thing that these people are like looking down at Bruce Lee and they're like, you cannot share the knowledge <laughs> of the Chinese arts. And he's like, I'm going to do it, man. Fuck you. <laughs> Some shit like that. And so like, I remember there being a, a, a level in the video game where they're in that little fucking circle thing. Mm. But the guy's like looking down on you. and I don't know. I remember enjoying that movie quite a bit when I was like 12 or whenever that shit came out, but I uh, yeah. haven't seen it since. Just made me think of uh, Star Wars prequels with uh, yeah. the Council of Jedi. And oh, Yoda yeah, the circle, like, oh, yeah. You can't train this Anakin guy. He's all afraid and shit. And yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to train him. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of <laughs> wonder similar. if there's a little bit of uh, influence from that maybe i know george lucas was influenced by a lot of asian things in creating star wars i don't know about in the prequel era but uh there's a lot of asian influence on the original star wars yeah i mean not having seen the uh the bruce lee one i'm not right i have no idea to how to compare it to whether it uh, has any similarity visually or pacing or anything yeah i don't i I, yeah i have no idea i mean I, i think it's a a common enough idea that it right. could just occur in multiple things. But, right. But yeah, I don't know. So, Big Boss, I don't know. In the U.S., it's not called the Big Boss. It's called Fists, Fists, <laughs> plural, Fists of Fury. Um, right. Not to be confused with Bruce Lee's second Hong Kong movie, titled Fist of Fury. (laughs) Just for confusion's sake. Yeah, and so I was reading about it, and in the U.S., the big boss was supposed to be called The Chinese Connection Mm. because there's a a very famous movie that came out within a couple of years of Big Boss – called The French Connection. Mm. It was about people running drugs. And so they were like, the producers of the U.S. version were just like, oh, okay, we'll we'll take that name recognition and make it fucking The Chinese Connection. (laughs) And then they were going to retitle Fist of Fury, Fists of Fury. But somewhere, fucking communication broke down and somebody reversed the titles. Mm -hmm. So then they were forever known as the wrong title um, and and further adding confusion to, <laughs> right. to everything. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I find it easy to just refer to them by their Hong Kong names. But when you're talking about them online, people don't always <laughs> talk about them they, with their Hong Kong names. They, sometimes. they don't always use your naming system. No, <laughs> and, and they don't even always use the, like... Like, they could say Fists of Fury, but they mean Fist of Fury, <laughs> not Big Boss. So you're never quite yeah. sure. Um, but but the two movies are very different, so usually yeah. you can break it down with, uh, like, oh, you mean that? Okay. The <laughs> movie with the nunchucks. Okay. <laughs> the second movie. Right. Uh, I love the little... Uh cut out of Bruce Lee in the opening credits where it's just yes a little like where they just move him around yeah it's just this little still photo yeah just like a collage yeah opening credits bouncing around yeah that's very typical of like old that era 
and earlier of like Hong Kong movie opening credits usually would have some kind of cut out faces or people or something like that some kind of interesting graphic design like that Mm -hmm. I'm always a big fan of that yeah fun little oddity yeah yeah I wondered if you had seen anything quite like that before I don't, no. I don't think the other movies that we watched from Hong Kong ever had anything like that. <clears throat> yeah, it seemed a little... Something I don't remember from anywhere else, really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Anything the only other else? thing I can think of off the top of my head that was kind of weird is that at some point he refers to... Maybe this is just subtitles not being particularly accurate as okay. they occasionally are. Yeah. Um... Is like at some point he referred to his mom as like seventy years old. Yeah, and I was like, just doing the math. I'm like, okay, like maybe she had a kid really late and like thirty five. She he's like the this guy. He's still like in his. He's got to be like in his thirties or something. When he's, yeah, I was like, man, like it just seemed like this weird. Well, if he's if he's thirty, then she was forty, which is possible. That's. Yeah, that's theoretically possible. And if he's older than thirty, which I don't think he is, because he died at, he was probably thirty when he made that. So mm, let's just okay. say he was thirty, because I <clears> think he was thirty-two when he died, and he yeah. died in seventy-three. So, so yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, just like dang, having some kids late in life here in Hong Kong yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems mean, like much later than normal for. Uh, Yes, but um, may, mm, yeah, yeah. maybe possible. that's normal in Hong Kong it's possible, China or yeah. something. I don't know. <clears throat> I could see it. It did strike me as like, oh, 70. Wow, she's old. She's up there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's the old moms having kids at 40 and, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Because it just seemed like, man, he seems too young to have a mother that's 70 years old. It was like, yeah. dang. <laughs> well, it's possible. But, yeah, I mean, just was a, a little oddity. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong or anything. Just right. struck me as, well. okay. Yeah, I don't know that that would be a subtitle thing, though. Yeah. Oh, I did have some weird funness with the subtitles of, if I first turned it on and... Yeah. I said okay, subtitles, and, and it was like the hearing impaired subtitles. So I was, oh, like, okay. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I like cycled through. Apparently, there was like three English subtitle tracks on there that I don't know what they all were, but huh, yeah. But one of them know. was uh, hearing impaired with uh, all that, and then I went to the next one, and it was actually that just seemed to be normal subtitles. So I don't think it says on here. It just says subtitles. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It was just kind of weird that it kind of defaulted to that. But it might have been... Because I know there's multiple dubs that they made, so they may have tr- mm. ported over those to subtitles, too. I don't know. But yeah, well... Sounds like you, you hit the right one, though. Yeah, I... Eventually. Found the right one, and yeah. I was like, okay, this seems to be a bit more 
Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, wow, these subtitles are timed, like, really off. Like, they're not really... Oh, then they're probably for the, the English dub. Then. Yeah, and so I was... And that's kind of what I was first thinking. And then the sound effects started popping, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, for the... Yeah. The dub, and I switched them around and found the... So you don't go to the setup menu before you watch the movie? I did, and that's why you it threw did. me, is because I set it to just English. Maybe I just hit some English for hearing impaired or instead of English. Yeah. For, maybe there were options I didn't quite see correctly huh. or something but that was why it kind of surprised me i was oh, like hey, why did it throw it to this subtitle? oh that's weird yeah and i was like man first i thought oh it just doesn't have like a normal subtitle and then i'm like no it's got three what the hell no, like, it definitely <laughs> does but yeah huh very strange yeah so i don't know whatever but you found it it, it got sorted out in the end so yeah. it, it was fine yeah these subtitles are i want to say they're probably newly translated i don't know yeah. This is a uh, would make sense. This is the most recent release of the movie. Yeah. Featuring its uh, 4K it's, restoration. And it's not the uh old style ones that would have been on its first release. The No. It's uh they're actually on no, the proper disc. proper yeah, subtitles. Proper, not not burned into the Right, right. No, yeah, we used to have I remember um in the tape trading days, if my teenage era, I remember Jasper got a got subtitled uh, copies of the Bruce Lee movies, and I remember watching this with the stack subs, the mm. theatrical subs, and uh, enjoying it quite a bit. Because back then there was that's know, what that, you got, yeah. That, that was a <laughs> you were happy you got the damn thing, <laughs> right? And that was that was a, a very fun thing because you know you'd never seen anything like it before it's like, it's like you'd only seen the, the english dubbed versions yeah i imagine they were edited in some way or did these actually get uh yeah clean releases i want to say that that one had more violence than than the u.s release but i i can't mm-hmm. remember offhand but i i want to say they were edited a bit mm-hmm. um i mean if nothing else they changed the the title so yeah part part of the intro is different if not the whole thing i don't remember what the intro is mm. like on the on the old one because it's been literally since i was a little kid <laughs> since i've seen yeah. that version um i know the music is completely different on the on the uh the dubbed one like the the score mm. is completely changed mm, that's kind of sad i kind of like the music in this one yeah, I like I like mm. the music. The music in the in the English dubbed one is good too. It's very funky and so mm. you know it's very enjoyable. But <laughs> but uh, not the it doesn't feel like a Hong Kong movie. Like right. the music in the in the original Mandarin language version is very very stylistically on board with the Hong Kong at that time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right down to the end, where they use like a spaghetti western song <laughs> to si- signal yeah. the the tragic end or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it did kind of have like a that little like the the bloodied white uh, yes hero kind of a vibe yeah. going that you've got with a yeah there is a, the Cheng Che thing. Yeah, yeah, and I... I was wondering if that was, like, a reference to it or something. I don't know that it's a reference, but I would say that it's definitely a a derivative of it. Um, Because at this time, 71, Chang Che was at the top 
peak of his career. I mean, he was basically at like 67, I think is when One-Armed Swordsman came out. And so that shot him up. And then from that point, it's just like a straight line at the top (laughs) until like 76 or so. Um, Because then in 76, other people started making movies that outperformed his. And then his, his, um, because like he would make a movie, like for instance, um, what's a good example? Like he made a movie called Vengeance in 1970 that generally at that time almost everything was wuxia. So in... 1970 he made vengeance it's modern day it's almost all fighting without swords obviously because it's modern day so Mm -hmm. there's like hatchets and knives and fists and that was like kind of a new thing for hong kong at that time and Mm -hmm. then in the same year as big boss a few months before there was a movie called the duel that came out that was almost all like fists and fucking long knives and very similar to the long knives that they use in this movie yeah um like for instance i was looking at the box office because when big boss came out in hong kong it was the biggest hong kong box office uh movie like it grossed more than any other movie in the history of hong kong foreign release or local hong kong release so it grossed more than anything had ever grossed in Hong Kong. The previous movie was Sound of Music <laughs> that held the record, but it beat, just shattered that, and it was the highest grossing movie ever. The I was looking at the box office, and, and the top five, two, three, four, and five were all Cheng Che movies. Mm. And they were all, like, different... Um, in what they're trying to do because he never really wanted to make the same movie again. He was always trying to push the genre forward. So um, up until 76, he was basically the guy pushing the genre forward. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, the white, bloody people, knives, all kind of comes from his influence. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that it's like Wuxia was dominating that because I kind of got a big Wuxia feel from this movie with the there's a lot of that Wuxia jumping the jumping yeah that and that's just... yeah that's uh, a point of contention between the director Lo Wei and Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee doesn't he didn't want to do any of that shit he wanted it to be like very um, normal sort of just mm-hmm. let's make a, a Bruce Lee is Bruce Lee movie but that really had never been done in Hong Kong hmm. in the same in, in the way that Bruce Lee wanted to do it even cuz like this is very early in the kung fu like like hand to hand genre this is only probably the maybe third or fourth movie that was <laughs> complete almost completely hand to hand and even this has a lot of knives and shit right right but the first one came out at the end of 1970, so like the end of December. Mm-hmm. And this Big Boss came out in the end of October in 71. 
I just looked all this shit up, so don't <laughs> you're, you're, don't think that I know this shit like like the, this all, is every just day. The encyclopedia of Will's brain. Well, like the dates, I definitely need to look up. I know yeah. basically like okay, this movie and the you know I know I'll that relate, yeah. because I watched them all in order, so I kind of have that idea of where things relate. But anyway, Jimmy Wang Yu, the previous number one star of of kung fu movies, made wrote and directed a movie called The Chinese Boxer, which is his last movie with Shaw Brothers, and that's basically the blueprint for hand-to-hand movies. Mm. It's like Chinese versus Japanese. It's rival schools. It's like everything that is a cliche about (laughs) kung fu movies, and it's all there in that one movie. And Right from the start. Yeah, and it's a great movie. Um but it has a lot of wuxia things in it. Like he learns how to jump, but they explain it in that movie where they usually don't explain it. They're just jumping. But in that movie, they show him like tying weights to his legs and like slowly jumping a little bit higher (laughs) until he can then jump to the fucking roof or whatever. And he also does shit to like, uh, like strengthen his hands. He's like punching into these fucking (laughs) like charcoals and shit. Like, (laughs) so, uh, in that movie, they kind of try to explain the wuxia elements, but in this movie, yeah, they're just jumping around. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lo Wei, see, I don't. Everything is like tied to something else, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know how deep I want to go. But <laughs> Lo Wei basically made a bunch of wuxias, and then when Golden Harvest started, he left Shaw and went to Golden Harvest and made some wushas there. And then, uh, I don't know that this was his first modern day movie, but he's primarily a wusha director. Mm. Like his brain- Is wired for wusha. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of face, kind of just, that's what he is interested in. And all the way up until the end of his career. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Golden Harvest, this is the first year they were around, too. Oh, so this is, uh, so they were kind of a brand new company. They then. were they they were about to fucking fold <laughs> until Bruce Lee saved them with the big boss. Mm. Their first movie came out at the beginning of 71. Mm. Um, okay. A wuxia directed by Lo Wei <laughs> called The Invincible Eight. Uh, and it's a fun movie. Yeah, so they had, they they were all ex-Shaw people, basically, that that okay. were tired of the Shaw brothers' sort of um, low pay and low, uh, not that much creative control for directors and producers and things that, you know, mm-hmm. The Shaw Brothers basically, this is what you're making. You're assigned to this. You're going to make this low wage, and that's it. And so a bunch of people, um, one of the main executives, Raymond Chow, and a bunch of other major people like Low Wei and Sammo Hung was a choreographer at Shaw Brothers, and yeah. um, just a whole bunch of people. They all left, formed Golden Harvest, started making movies, hmm. and seems to happen uh, a lot just as a general yeah thing i know in like video games 
industry has a bunch of examples of that. Like I think Activision split yeah. off from Atari oh, okay. early, like, really early on. And I know, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Platinum Games, they they were part of Capcom. Oh, okay. They split off. Um, I guess there's Mistwalker, it used to be Squaresoft people that did oh, all the okay. Final Fantasy games and they kind of got tired of Squaresoft and just left and formed their oh, own studio. Okay. So it's like... And weirdly started making these games on the Xbox that were kind of like oh okay like that were kind of these Final Fantasy type games on Xbox. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but it was these guys who left SquareSoft and that's cool. So it's like so. But are the games any good? Yeah, they're alright. Just alright. Like the, I think I've only played the one though. I only played Lost one. Odyssey. That oh. was pretty good. Well, they, I'm super uh, excited about it. But. You're not super into it, but were you more excited by that or the more modern Final Fantasies? Um, I would definitely pick Lost Odyssey over uh, okay. <laughs> the, okay, so then, the Final Fantasy games since they left. Yeah. As as off, so. so then uh, maybe you should check out more of their stuff. Yeah, I, I probably should. Get, get a little... Uh, add it to the backlog. Yeah, add it to my, <laughs> my massive list of backlog crap. Yeah. The never-ending list. Yeah. It's always filling up. Yep, sure is. So, yeah, they they formed Golden Harvest. They had some modest hits. Invincible 8 was pretty successful, but um, they had a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of duds as well. Mm. <laughs> and they were kind of at the end of their rope um, until Bruce Lee fucking <laughs> saved the day. Hey. And uh, yeah, so then when Bruce Lee died, <laughs> oh. they were then kind of scrambling to figure out a replacement. Or yeah, because like that they had a lot of other movies in the time, the couple of years that Bruce Lee was was active. But he'd basically been their main. He was maker. the guy. And so, yeah. So then they needed to be saved again. And that happened in um, 74 again at the verge of <laughs> bankruptcy but this time they were not saved by an action filmmaker they were saved by uh comedy and uh the director michael hui who mm. is fucking awesome i'm a, a fucking obsessed with him um <laughs> I, I was i was thinking we were going to go into like the bruce exploitation films or something no no they 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 were popular but they were not I don't know that Golden Harvest produced any of them their, mm. themselves. I know that so there's was, a there's a couple that Shaw has, but um, I, I kind of feel like this should be the plot of a Bruce exploitation film of like, no, Bruce Lee's died. Who's gonna save Golden base? Harvest and have some new Bruce Lee guy? <laughs> fucking <coming>. basically, that's <laughs> most fucking <laughs> Bruce exploitation thing. Most Bruce exploitation movies, they'll like open with the fucking funeral, actual <laughs> funeral footage, and then it'll be like a shadowy kind of like that kind of looks like Bruce Lee, and he'll be like. Yeah, well, you should go get my friend Bruce Lai to, you know, fill in for me <laughs> in case I ever die. <laughs> and then they'll go get him and and that'll be that's the beginning of, you know, all the fucking movies. <laughs> you know, I don't know that's all of them. There's one specific one that that I can't remember the name of where that is exactly what happens where Bruce picks his <laughs> successor. But almost uh. all of them have funeral footage and like to the point where I don't 
Like the ones that don't have funeral footage are like, eh, I don't know. I mean, they're Bruce Floytation, but they're not, not, not full on. Not, not good enough. <laughs> not meeting the standard of quality. That... Well, there can be, there's good ones that don't have it, but I feel like to be full on Bruce Floytation, it needs funeral footage because the other ones are more like movies that are using Bruce and his image and his general style and things like that but I don't feel they're exploiting him to the fullest extent of the Bruce exploitation <laughs> genre if they're not using his actual f- funeral footage <laughs> uh, it needs that element of just like well, you cross the line <laughs> like you're using his funeral footage Jesus <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> no, but Michael Hui saved them with a game, uh, Games Gamblers play, a, a, a funny little gambler movie, um, which is also the movie that not only saved Golden Harvest, but revitalized the Cantonese film industry. Mm. Um, because prior to that, almost everything was Mandarin, just as, as Big Boss was shot in Mandarin. And there had been a couple of other big hit movies that were Cantonese, but it wasn't until... Uh, games gamblers play that uh, really just like oh shit okay Cantonese is back on the fucking hmm. the menu um, which is good because Cantonese is the official language of Hong Kong and so with the rise of Cantonese you get you get much more um, Hong Kong flavor yeah. into the movies and then from that point it spirals and eventually you get what ends up being the great period of the 80s but it all kind of all the roots kind of come are all back in here yeah yeah Yeah, so i i'm obsessed with all this shit so (laughs) (laughs) i clearly i'm i could go on but all right i don't know but anyway yeah low way made wuxias and bruce lee was not so so into the wuxias so yeah it does it does feel kind of like this Cause like he like, it's like it's like it's in a wuxia world, and then right with Bruce the jumping, Lee, yeah. yeah. And then Bruce Lee comes in like, nah, you guys are fucking it all up, and it's just like, right. You guys are not doing this right. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll show you how to, but it's yeah, it is kind of weird because it's like it's in that wuxia heroic thing where it's like everybody's this hero. You know, it starts off with like they're at the freaking like hot dog stand not a hot dog stand but whatever the hell <laughs> yeah they're at the ice shaving thing and you know the thugs come up and be assholes and then the wuxia hero guy comes in and just he's this here and it's like yes he's he's like the hero of the film for the first half yes like he's doing all the things this wuxia hero guy would do and it's like this and then it just he gets taken out right and then it's just like Bruce Lee takes over and it just becomes this darker thing like this bright happy world has just been shattered and destroyed <laughs> and like even right down to the ending where he's like being let off in handcuffs right. and it's just like like yeah how the fuck's he gonna explain this shit right <laughs> I mean, right yeah I mean it's just you, yeah. you know. can't come back <laughs> yeah it's just like I mean like yeah the guy was an asshole but you just brutally fucking murdered him and you do have to <laughs> pay for that and his bodyguards right and... right yeah you, you, 
you don't just get off from that. And there's no like real way at that point to like prove that he didn't murder like all the other people that the asshole was murdered. Like how do you yeah, like you, yeah, if like, you're the cops and you walk in on this, like how the hell are you gonna make any sense out of it? And just how you, right. you know, like who, who the fuck knows what was going on at that point? Right. The only you've only got the one witness guy who's gonna how can you really trust him? You found him like over this bloodied corpse and just right, punching right. his face out until he was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I love. He fucking kills him and then just jumps on his body and just, just keeps like, fucking going. You know, it's just like, yeah, I see why your mom wanted you to stop fighting. You know, Jesus, yeah, <laughs> this dude's nuts. So it just has this really like kind of. But yeah, there is like kind of a wusha in terms of the the structure of it too. Like yeah, in that first part, you know. Yeah, so it's I hadn't kinda, really considered that. Yeah, so it's kind of like this death of this heroic age of or something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, feels like. well, because it because the Bruce Lee movies basically killed Wuxia, um, the the popularity of the of the Wuxia stuff, um, up until '76 when when Cheng Che lost his ability to to push the genre forward. He lost it because. Um, there was a director called Chor Yoon who finally got the green light to make the Wuxia movie that he wanted to make. And he made it in his his own style because Shaw Brothers Wuxias were all kind of similar. Mm. And like there's there's variations, but they're all kind of in the mold of Cheng Che's sort of style. And if yeah. they're not in that mold, they're in the style of Come Drink With Me, the two big hits at the early part of the genre Mm -mm. but Chor Yoon was like I want to make a third thing (laughs) like I don't want it to be like either of those styles I want it to be like my style right and but because they were not successful anymore uh Redman Shah would not green light it eventually Mm -hmm. he got a green light he made it didn't we watch one of his things at some point or did we watch Chor Yoon I don't think so we watched we watched Thundering Sword, which Chor Yun remade later okay. on. Okay, which may I probably said at some point. Yeah, it's just that's one of those names that I've I I hear with yeah. this podcast a lot, and I'm like, was that one of those ones we watched with? It? I know I've mentioned him in terms of because you you probably on that Thundering Sword episode because I know you you were talking about oh I wanted to watch older Wuxia. Yeah. And I probably said, like, the main guys are King Hu, Cheng Che, and right. then much later, Chor Yun, and then other people after that. But those are the main three, like, guys up until the 80s, pretty much. Hmm. But yeah, so then he made Killer Clans. It was fucking huge. And then slowly but surely with each movie that he put out, Cheng Che's box office and Chor Yun's kind of flip-flopped. Uh. And then uh, Cheng Che was kind of... He was done in terms of pushing the genre forward. Hmm. Not that he didn't have things up his sleeve. He still made like thirty movies, and yeah, (laughs) they're all fucking awesome. But it just box office wise, yeah, yeah, and like influence wise, yeah, people weren't like following him in terms of of what they were doing anymore. It was Mm. more Chor Yun for a while, and but yeah, but. Usha's died basically because of Bruce Lee and the rise of the kung fu genre, hand-to-hand stuff. Hmm. 
very much in because of Bruce Lee's success and then later stuff of course but yeah but after Bruce people were like we we don't need to see the <laughs> the fantasy stuff well, this is this real guy is amazing <laughs> we want to see more of him <laughs> and that's when you see like actual right. martial arts coming in like actual martial artists being recruited to come into movies because people can now recognize the difference between Jimmy Wang Yu's actor martial arts and Bruce Lee who really knows what he's doing. Right. And so then that just changes the whole genre, yeah. the whole industry basically. Yeah. Without that you probably wouldn't have like Jackie Chan or Right. Jackie Jackie um Yeah, I mean like Jackie is a I don't think he's in this one, but he's a stuntman on at least enter the dragon he's very mm. prominent in that you can huh. see him bruce lee like breaks his neck and it's very oh. <laughs> it's very obvious <laughs> well, dang. you can see jackie's face in that and i was just looking i have this book uh, this kung fu book that was written in 74 and i like it a lot because it's it's uh it's, it's got that it's period. very focused yeah. on that period and it, it's it, got that perspective from being in yeah, that time yeah, yeah. and it's funny because it has <clears throat> pictures from enter the dragon and it has the picture of bruce breaking jackie's neck but it ha it doesn't know that it's jackie chan it's just like this is bruce in enter the dragon and it's just like oh wow you just happened to pick that one image of him breaking jackie chan's neck for your book <laughs> many years before jackie ever had a starring role or was popular wow. or anything but yeah the jackie was still in that period because Michael Hui saved Golden Harvest, but the action genre was still looking for the next Bruce Lee all the way until Jackie Chan had his first major hit with Steak and the Eagle Shadow in 78. Yeah. Hmm. So that whole like five-year period yeah. is like the search <laughs> for, for the next the, the big Bruce star, Lee. Yeah. And so um, when when Jackie started getting into movies, he signed a contract with Lo Wei, the director of this movie, and was in a whole bunch of movies, like Wuxia movies with him that were not not great. Mm. Um, some of them are good, but but uh, the first movie that he put him in was New Fist of Fury, <laughs> which is uh, like the sequel to Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury, which is also directed by Lo Wei. So yeah. just trying to trying <laughs> throw to him that into that thing. Bruce role. And by that point, it was like 76. So, I mean, that's a number yeah. of years <laughs> later. Still trying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thankfully he managed to become Jackie and not Bruce Chan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well. yeah. Historic movie. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's uh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was one other thing that just was really weird there cuz he's in that fight in the he finds the dead people in the ice blocks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit, this is serious now." Like and he gets in the big fight and they're like and he's like stabbing people with knives and dying. And then, <laughs> like, yeah. th and then they're like outside, and he like punches a guy through the wall. And there's just like this freaking cutout of him in the thing. wall. It's just like yeah. this goofy kind of like. 
freaking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, that was another thing that I read about where he's, it was a point of contention between Lo Wei and him where he he wanted it to be more realistic, but Lo Wei was just like, no, this is funny. We're <laughs> This is what we're doing, you know. <laughs> I just love that weird contrast because it is so serious. Yeah, and it is. It's just that one little right. bit, and it, and everything else, and then he's still just like beating people up and stabbing people, and just in the background is just this goofy ass yeah. cutout in the yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was very uh, fond of that. <laughs> I was. Just like... Well, thank Lowey. Yeah, because it just came out of nowhere, and it was just like. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit at all, but I like that it doesn't fit. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But all this all this contention between Bruce and Loway is they made the next movie Fist of Fury, but then after that because it w- Fist of Fury did way more than even Big Boss, so like in terms of box office. So like mm. with that sort of uh bargaining chip Bruce was able to then write and direct the third movie mm. so he had more more clout at that point yeah, um, kind of uh, uh, two kind of mirrors the uh, Jackie thing of uh, yeah wanting to be his own right do his own style and get his own right right types of movies out there and Having to break free from the old guard, right? Well, and that's why that's why Bruce went with Golden Harvest as well, because he was courted by Shaw Brothers, and but Shaw Brothers was like, "Okay, we're going to give you the same pay as everybody else, and <laughs> we're going to assign you to movies just like everybody else." And then Golden Harvest basically said, "Well, we'll give you more money, <laughs> and you can have creative control over your movies." So he was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, so he didn't get complete control because Loway... Loway is one of these guys that he was really good when he was at the Shaw Brothers studio, Mm. and he made really great movies. Like those whooshes that he made, not all of them are great, but, man, there's some whooshes that he made that are just, like, top-notch. And... In terms of directors at the Shaw Studio, he was one of the like well-regarded ones at mm. the time, making movies that were very popular. And so he defected to Golden Harvest, and he continued that. And so he was kind of like their star <laughs> director that they had. So they right. put them together on this movie, um, and they kind of worked together despite their differences to create whatever this movie became. Yeah. Which I think is a, a, a good movie. It yeah, turned it out well. Good. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I like I like his. He gets a bad rap, low way, because people are like, "Oh, he's holding back Bruce Lee," and then <laughs> later in his career, he's holding back Jackie Chan. It's like, ah, this son of a bitch. But he did a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's just a product of his times. I mean, right. He'd been directing since, like, the mid-50s. Well, damn. And then, you know, some young fucking kid's going to come in and tell him what to do. You know, he's he's like, yeah, you listen to me. I'm the fucking veteran. <laughs> Which is an asshole move, but kind of makes sense, too. Yeah. And somebody's got to be in charge of it. And yeah. That's what the director is 
theoretically there to do is direct. <laughs> Generally, yeah, you, you would know. you would imagine. So it's kind of yeah. I mean, you can see how it happens. And at the time, you know, Bruce Lee and Jackie were kind of unproven. Yeah, they had maybe a lot of cloud around them, but they hadn't. Well, yeah, been in this starring role to carry a movie, so you didn't right, really right. know. Bruce had a lot more going yeah. into this than than Jackie. Jackie was like. When he signed with Low Way, he basically had done almost nothing other than stunt roles and very mm-hmm. minor things. And so then he was put into starring roles. Right. But Bruce had been in American movies and he was a, star, a co-star of The Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. And that became very popular in Hong Kong on TV. And so... He was like a well-known kind of a okay. character, or he was a person, and so when basically he was trying to make movies in Hollywood, but they didn't want to make a movie with an Asian lead, <laughs> and so he was um, he was gonna he was trying to make this movie that was eventually made as Circle of Iron, and I don't remember what it was called when he was when he was uh, trying to get it done, but. I think James Coburn or somebody was in it, was supposed to be in it with him, and he said, well, why don't you try Hong Kong? Hong Kong's fucking busting out all these movies, and, you, you know, you're Asian. Your parents are from Hong Kong. Fucking go over there. So when he went over there, because of Green Hornet and shit, everybody already knew who he was, and they were like, holy shit! And so he was just like, oh, wow, I'm kind of a big star here. Like, I should totally make movies here. Hmm. And so the, he he already had a leg up going in to yeah. this movie, whereas Jackie totally did not. Nobody knew who the fuck Jackie was. But yeah, they 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 put him into this movie, Big Boss. The other guy that dies in the middle, he was supposed to be the star. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those guys that was defected from Shaw Brothers because he was like a supporting player, James Tien. He was a supporting guy and basically when he defected to Golden Harvest, he became a starring player. Right. And so... So He got got top billing. Yeah, so he's in a bunch of movies. Bruce Lee took it away. (laughs) Right, and and then yeah, and then in this movie he was supposed to be the star and then they worked Bruce in there somewhere. I don't know if if the roles were reversed or if they just wrote in the Bruce role or whatever they did, but mm-hmm. no matter whatever happened, James Tian dies <laughs> midway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I kind of was kind of like, you see him going in there and you're like, Oh man, is, is he gonna like, what's going to happen? Cause you, you know, he's not Bruce Lee, you know, right. he's not the star of the movie, but you, yeah, you're yeah. also like, man, he's been playing this kind of lead role this whole time. Yeah, yeah. You, like, are they? You know, are they gonna kill him? Are they gonna? Take him? <laughs> is he gonna be like? I, so I was first kind of thinking this was gonna be like kind of a rescue mission kind of a thing. Oh, okay. And no, it, it <laughs> they just kill him. It, yeah. it just goes dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking in Hong Kong, they don't they don't mind just fucking killing people and just <laughs> stab them. Okay, move on yeah. to the next guy. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that villain guy was definitely an asshole. 
He was an asshole. <laughs> yes. Another another defector from Shaw. <laughs> he's the guy that uh, he's the choreographer of the of the film mm, okay. and many other films as well. But but uh, he w- he's uh, choreographed the fights. Of course, Bruce Lee obviously helped choreograph anything he was involved with. But right. But uh, that guy Han Ching. Han Ying Che. He's in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that ending where he's like, because he throws the knife and Bruce like kicks it back into him, and so he's got the knife stuck in, and then he runs up and hits him. And at first I thought, oh, he just like shoved the knife in. Even no, he's just like got his fingers just, <laughs> inside him, just like, oh damn, and like zooms in. Yeah. Just fucking jams his fucking like, hands jump, like there. fist of the north stars yeah, and yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> there's all this blood just like pouring down out of his shirt yeah it's so, awesome it was a it was a very nice death scene there that's a good one it's a good one oh and the birds are you just like tosses the birds I'm like oh well I'll get these out of the fight and I'm gonna and Bruce is just like fuck your birds yeah <laughs> like, I got my chips <laughs> well that's uh, like that that's another wusha thing where the guy has the bird and he just throws it and it hangs in the tree yeah that was a like, very wusha kind of thing yeah and then Bruce is able to just knock it out very easily and yeah yeah it's weird because it doesn't feel like it is in a wuxia world, but yet these things are happening like it should be in a wuxia world, and it is kind of odd in that way. Yeah, it's a interesting style. Yeah, the but battling styles of wuxia and Bruce Lee. Yeah, kind of fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it does make Bruce just stand out as a complete stark difference it, it does. from everyone else yeah. in it. As yeah, because he's... I mean, he does do some jumping and stuff, but but you can tell that his main thing is just being himself. <laughs> yeah, it's just the punching and kicking and yeah, all the all the the skills that he already has. Yeah, straight up doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. I like him. <laughs> you know what? I like him. <laughs> I'm just gonna really? say that. Really? <laughs> I know it's a shock, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I like Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, you know, might take some flack for that one. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't care. I don't care who knows it. I like Bruce Lee. Uh, no, Bruce is great. Bruce is one of the, like Fist of Fury, the the second movie. That's one of the earliest uh, martial arts movies I ever saw. Like. Mm. We had that VHS for fucking yeah. ever. I mean, I was a little tiny, yeah, when fucking it, five or six year olds. It's seventy one. When did it come out in America? I assume in the seventies. Yeah, it came out in seventy three in America. Mm-hmm. So, the first movie that was a big hit that came from Hong Kong martial arts movie was a Shaw Brothers movie called King Boxer. They retitled it Five Fingers of Death, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's a siren sound that that plays in that movie that that Tarantino used in Kill mm, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So, and that siren sound is itself ripped off from a 
TV show called Ironsides, um, but it's 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 used in uh, King Boxer, and then he references it in Kill Bill or uses it, whatever. Yeah. Um, steals it, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it repurposes it. Yeah. <laughs> Because people who don't know, they just think that's the Kill Bill thing. Yeah, and so, yeah. like, I like the fact that he he provides an in for people who don't know right. if they choose. Like, it's cool in it's, that it's way. A, it's a gateway to yeah, this Hong Kong stuff. Yeah. If people use it that way. But I feel like most people just think, like, yeah, that's the Kill Bill thing. And that right, kind right. of bothers me because it's like, well, there's all this other shit that <laughs> that he's just repurposing. But yeah, anyway, King Boxer, fucking huge hit. Like, huge nationwide hit. Um, one of the highest grossing movies in the U.S. for that whole year. Um, and then... I, It's my understanding that then Fist of Fury came out in the U.S. first, and then Big Boss came out after that. Um, but... There is... Uh, conflicting data on the internet on that but it was always my understanding that that they were that Big Boss came out second in the US okay but they they definitely both came out after King Boxer had already like paved the way and that was like the first big Hong Kong movie to ever really get a US release mm. okay um and uh, yeah yeah cause that's kind of Sometimes with that kind of stuff, you get like that could be years of when a when right. it comes out in another country or something. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like it came out in '73, two years later. So by that point, Fist of Fury had already come out yeah. in Hong Kong, and then Enter the Dragon. That came out a, a month after he died in '73. So like the first, the first two mm. Bruce movies came out in '73 in the U.S. And then Enter the Dragon came out that year also in the U.S. So, like, it was just that, uh, and I don't know when the third movie, uh, Way of the Dragon, came out in the U.S., but probably either, yeah, it probably came out after, I want to say it came out, who knows, I don't know when it came out, but yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> so, like, that year was fucking stacked. Like, that was Bruce Lee's year. Yeah, you so know, it's like, kind of... That's the mm. kung fu craze in the U.S. kind of was all concentrated in that 73, 74. And, mm. and it continued, but I don't think it had mainstream success right. as much as it did in that like little small period. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different thing, yeah. The yeah. U.S. Yeah, because it's the u.s perspective on it can wind up being very different and yeah because it's all dubbed releases and that too yeah like because in chinatowns they probably had big boss in 71 because that's just how you know like i if i had known that that's how <laughs> chinatown theaters worked <laughs> i could have gone to la chinatown and seen fucking hong kong movies first run as they, yeah as they released yeah, yeah i've seen ads in la papers since because i've looked up like 1992 and it's just like oh 
This is everything that I could have ever wanted to see was all playing at this fucking theater in, yeah. in And you were, you were sitting there trading tapes like, oh, I right. wish we could get that, and totally unaware. Right. Well, by the time I was trading tapes, it was later in the 90s, so like 96, 7, mm-hmm. probably 7, 97, 98, 99, all those years. Yeah. So by that point, Hong Kong movies are a little different, and... I was less interested in that more modern stuff. But still, like, there was Wong Kar Wai stuff coming out and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Still, I could have gone. I wish I had known. I wish I had known. Yeah. Regrets of not getting stuff. Yeah. It's just, oh, God. Fuck. Oh, well. Like, there's probably, uh, a similar thing that happened in like uh, Japanese. There's probably like a little uh, Japan, yeah. Japan town or whatever. And yeah, there's probably a ton of stuff know? I could have seen that way. Although with that like Hong Kong stuff, I guess is like it's always got the subtitles. This is true. Yeah, it does always Japanese have English. Stuff, it'd yeah, be kind of a blind. That's true. That's true. Viewing, which that's what another reason why Hong Kong is awesome. <laughs> Just yeah, always got the English subs. As goofy and weird as they might be, they're, they exist. Well, they, you ex- can, uh, they exist You can well get enough. a meaning enough yeah. out of it. That, yeah. You can get enough to watch a movie. Yeah. To figure out the plot. Yeah. You don't get all the nuances, but you get enough. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah. Can't go back. No. Nope. Just got to move forward. Until you get get that DeLorean and yeah. <laughs> just rev that sucker up. Well, you can get a DeLorean. You just ain't oh, yeah, going yeah. to go anywhere with the, just a DeLorean. You need the flux capacitor. Yeah, you need that flux capacitor. That's what, That's really what makes need. it go. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's already got a DeLorean in the garage. Sitting in the garage. I can get the DeLorean anytime Yeah, I want, well, we got that. <laughs> that flux you capacitor. ain't got a flux capacitor, though. Yeah, we need to, need to install <laughs> that flux capacitor on it. Yeah. Get that going, and be good to go. Either that or a, a phone booth that. Uh, oh, you did. We, we can uh, Bill and Ted phone yeah, booth. Yeah. Stick together with gum. And <laughs> yeah. Stick an antenna Get on the it. The antenna and... going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fucking love Bill and Ted. God, I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> I, I think I was uh, thinking of that because the little slip in the big boss has a ad for. Oh, oh, yeah. Blu-ray release of it or something. That's right. Bill and Ted. They did. They put it out about the same time on Blu-ray. The same company. Shout Factory. Just made me think of it and go, oh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) Bill and Ted's awesome. Well, any other... uh, Thoughts about Big Boss? Yeah, nothing major. And there was some, one of the uh, little random gang dudes that like popped up. Like, yeah, he was like one of the guards at the ice factory or something. And like Bruce beats him up in his first uh, big unleashing moment. And then like later on, he's fighting him at the ice factory again at night with that in that knife fight. And it's just like. 
wait, that's that same guy. It's like, hasn't he learned? It's like, why is he still good? Like, he saw this guy kick his ass before. And now, like, and now he's got knives. Are you really one? He's coming back for more. Man, they must be paying him well. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Go up against Bruce twice? Yeah, he's... They... Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, <laughs> you know? I mean... That's your ass. Yeah, I mean, it's like, after that first time... Yeah. Been, and then it's like, it's been going on, he's just been stabbing people. I mean, I think if I were that guy, I'd be like, oh, this ain't working. I, <laughs> we need a different tactic here. Yeah, man, yeah. Let, let's just not try the direct confrontation, because this is not working. Oh, well. Some people just don't learn. No. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, he needed the money. He was out of gambling debt or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? like gambling things going on. You know, it's it's rough life. Yeah. You know, that's what I was going to I was trying to say with Cheng Che influencing the genre. Um, Cheng Che made a movie called Duel of Fists. In came out in seventy one, a few weeks before this movie, mm. and it was shot partially in Thailand. <laughs> and so I read a thing that was quoted as being from a Hong Kong movie magazine from seventy one that said that the Thailand s- the location for Big Boss was chosen because of the success of Duel of Fists mm. being in Thailand. Which doesn't make sense because Duel of Fists only came out a couple of weeks before. Yeah. But what I reinterpreted it as is, well, Chang Che was in Thailand shooting this movie, and they knew that he was the guy that everybody like followed, basically. So if yeah. he's shooting a movie in Thailand, why don't we go shoot yeah. a movie in Thailand? And so it made it make sense to me. So I think that's why it's shot in Thailand. Yeah. Makes sense, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, of course. But makes enough sense. Anyway. It made sense to me, yeah. And and uh, coincidentally enough, the number two movie mm-hmm. on the box office, Duel of Fists, well, hey. <laughs> which, which is uh, another hand to hand movie, which is rare at that time. Yeah, that was the the year of the hand to hand. I guess that was the that was the year it rose. <laughs> yeah, nineteen the the year before is the first movie. Just in yeah. the end of December, and then seventy-one, you start to see the rise, and then seventy-two and seventy-three, and you really, and eventually, the Ch- Cheng Che starts his Shaolin series, which is all hand-to-hand Shaolin stuff, and that's really the mm-hmm. first sort of influence of Shaolin in martial arts movies, and that, of course, is a thing that continues. And yeah, it does make me kind of think like you couldn't have really done quite the same thing with uh, like a weapon based martial arts, like real martial arts with the weapons. Yeah. Like you wouldn't like, I mean, you could maybe do it, but like you wouldn't have started with that. Just the, just in terms of like got swords flailing around and going to actually hurt somebody. And, and maybe, I mean, Maybe they do that all the time in Hong Kong, stunt people anyway. Yeah. All sorts of crazy stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, just, people get hurt. Yeah. Just the idea, of, like, to put real martial arts in it, you would start that out without the weapons. You would... 
it just seems like that's the logical first step. Yeah. Like, because I was thinking, like, hmm, did they ever, like, start going on this really martial arts with weapons kind of stuff? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I mean, like, Jackie's doing, like, uh, did they? With Fuck yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> like, like, of course they did. And just, like, yep. but, yeah, you would just start kind of the basics and yeah, build no, on that. Yeah, because there is all the weapon stuff in the wuxia, but, yeah, that is all very choreographed in terms of movies. It's not really representing because like every martial arts has weapon styles like in right. reality but those don't really come in until much later yeah yeah so yeah yeah it is basically the hand-to-hand -hand, and then eventually they stepped it up with the weapon styles yeah. and, and then i was kind of thinking like maybe that's where uh, wuxia comes back in is now wuxia kind of being more weapon based takes on this more yeah martial arts aspect with the weapons maybe i don't know I don't know if any, if I don't know I don't that know, I can. Did that ever happen with Wuxia? I mean, I'm sure it did. I'm sure there are movies, but I can't think of any specific movies that are Wuxia and they are also like representing real martial arts styles. Yeah. I don't know, because there's definitely weapons kung fu movies that are not Wuxias. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those, and there's definitely later Wuxia movies that are better choreographed and they feel like real <laughs> fights yeah. but I don't know that they're specifically I mean I, there has to be something somewhere yeah because the, uh, there's just too the many sheer volume of right there's there's stuff. too many somebody and, somewhere did it somewhere yeah probably. yeah I don't know I'd have to look into that I'm sure it, you know it's, it's push stop and then I'll be like oh yeah that fucking movie <laughs> you know but but yeah Dude, when they when when you get into that like late seventies, like when Drunken Master, you know, like that level choreography and and you have weapons and shit, like the Sammo Hung movies, holy fuck. Oh my god, it's just like <laughs> the best shit ever. It's so good. I love it. I mean I love I love all eras of Hong Kong movies, but that's that's fuck. got a special spot in your heart. <laughs> yeah, like that that that's one of the best eras, little segments of Hong Kong movies. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, yeah that's a... that's another component to Cheng Che losing his his mm. his influence is that seventy um, six was also the year that Sammo Hung started directing movies, and. So the, the martial arts movies, the more traditional martial arts movies, were just, <laughs> like, exploding in their terms of uh, just outpacing whatever Ching Che was doing. Mm -hmm. Because he makes movies, but he doesn't understand the martial arts so much. He's not a mm -hmm. choreographer or a martial artist, so it was always on the choreographers to create the martial arts. And so then when those people left, like Lao Karlong, oh, and yeah. started making their own movies, and then Samuel Hung started making movies, so now you have these choreographers making movies, and then... Yeah, so it just, just the, yeah. the talent bled out from right, under him. And, well, I mean, he, he gets new people, and they're also awesome, but they're also not quite... Like, they're not Samuel Hung. They're not right. Lao Karlong. They're not Jackie Chan, you know, so they... 
they're awesome. <laughs> no disrespect, but they're just not they're not able to keep Cheng Che at that top level because yeah. uh, audiences, uh, you know, they they go where they will, and they yeah. they stuck with his movies for quite a while. So it's it's impressive what he did for how long he did it. Yeah. But uh, I guess I don't know. I guess yeah, that's it. Uh, all starts here. Yeah. Big boss. Changing the world. Yeah, lots of things changed after this movie. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the like Snake in the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, the Jackie Chan movies, those were the movies that eventually broke the in in terms of action movies, those were the movies that eventually broke Bruce Lee's records. Because mm. some of Michael Michael Hui's comedies broke those Bruce Lee records too. But mm. anyway, I don't know. Well, that's the big boss. Yeah, it works. It's an enjoyable movie. It's it's a good movie, and I'll say it again. I like Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Do you disagree? <laughs> that seems like you liked. Yeah, you liked it's, Bruce Lee. It is fun. If you liked this movie, it's, I would recommend watching the other Bruce Lee movies yeah, because they uh, they get better. Well, that's <laughs> that is good to know. Uh, yeah, this is already pretty solid so I would say my my favorite is the next one Fist of Fury yeah that's, I would say that's my favorite alright so look forward to that on a future Silver Motion maybe we'll Someday, tease you, you know, maybe, somewhere, you know, maybe somehow. it'll happen maybe it won't maybe the world will end before <laughs> that point that's, who knows that's a possibility that's anything <laughs> can happen anything can happen so yeah um, that's it. Shit.